How far is too far? What is the point where something goes beyond what is considered reasonable behavior? This is not something I ever ask myself, but specifically to become not just good at something, but great, is there a price to pay? I am fascinated by the question, what makes a genius a genius? I do not struggle with this problem, but for the people that do, is there a limit to how far they'll go to perfect their craft? For instance, how much time and energy are they willing to sacrifice? Does it damage their relationships? And if there is a coach or mentor involved, how far are they willing to be pushed before it becomes simply abusive? Glenn and I have examined this theme to be pushed a little more than usual in movies Searching for Bobby Fischer and Ford vs. Ferrari. But I can't think of a movie in recent memory that tackles this scenario with such authenticity and intensity than Damien Chazelle's 2014 movie Whiplash. There are scenes between Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons that are just difficult to watch because of the psychological torture Simmons' character inflicts upon, well, everyone, but especially Teller's. Simmons actually did win an Oscar for this role. So is this experience worth our time? Well, I can't wait to hear Glenn's thoughts on this episode of Movies Will Save the World. Welcome to Movies Will Save the World. My name is Glenn Cooper. And this is Chris Peterson. And today we are discussing the 2014 movie Whiplash. Uh, Chris, this was your pick. I think sort of the theme that you had picked was sort of like the pursuit of excellence or perfection. Is yeah. That, do I have that I, right? I, I, that is, um, yes, I believe you do. Okay, good. And this is a fun one, uh, I think, for both of us because neither of us had seen this movie right. before. So. Yeah. I was coming to it with a, a fresh set of eyes, and oh boy, there is a lot to talk about in this movie. <laughs> really, I it was boring. Nothing happened. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what all the hype is. I just was, I was almost fell asleep during it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure how this movie missed my radar. Um, this may be one of those underseen, although I've heard other people talk about it. So it's just. I don't know if it missed yeah. a lot of people or just me, um, but, uh, you know, on a, a relatively small cast, I assume a relatively small budget, although I haven't done that research, um, you know, this movie looks at a young, aspiring, dra uh, boy, all right, this is going to go well, a young, <laughs> aspiring jazz drummer uh, going to school at, uh, in his words, the best music school, which is a fictitious school, but yeah. Uh, I had to, I had to look that up, actually, because it's like, <laughs> you know, is there a Schaefer yeah. Music Academy? No, there's not. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, uh, and essentially, it kind of like chronicles his journey through the schooling process and 
the relationship that he has between a very demanding uh, teacher, which I think we'll get to, played by uh, J.K. Simmons. I love J.K. Simmons. I always love to see <laughs> exactly. him in movies. He's, um, yeah, he's, he's yeah. great and everything. <laughs> yeah, so J.K. Simmons plays the teacher, Fletcher. Uh, Miles Teller uh, plays Andrew, who is the, the drummer. And then there's a couple of other uh, actors that we'll get to. Um, but, Chris, I was curious, just as we started off, um, like I said, this sort of missed my radar how did you hear about this movie why, why did you pick it that's um well to answer the first part of your question i don't honestly i don't remember um what it was or how i heard about it only that there was this great movie about um aspiring yeah aspiring jazz drummer mm-hmm. and a and a abusive <laughs> yeah we'll get to that and and a, and a you know an abusive whatever you want to call him um mute conductor teacher, teacher. Band director yeah. yeah um i don't technically know what he is a band director i guess <laughs> um i think so you know and then i i i guess i'd read or heard that it's 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 just about getting pushed to the limit of yeah of of yeah. what you can do and um, that's all that's we've we've touched upon it um, mm-hmm. at least in a, at least in a couple movies like that question yeah. it's mm-hmm. always been an interesting question to me of, of mm-hmm. you know kind of the price of greatness right um, you know because in life I I really like what's the well what's the path of least resistance <laughs> <laughs> you know what yeah to put another way what's the least amount of hassle uh for me to get <laughs> something accomplished um mm-hmm. and and that's you know that's a bit hyperbole i mean there are there are definitely things i work on um sure but it's kind of like what to what extent um and that's that's really why i wanted to see it mm-hmm. um but i don't know why it took me this many years because um, I knew it was nominated for Oscars, and mm-hmm. I, and and Simmons won an Oscar for this role. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know what it was that just kind of got pushed to the back burner, and um, <laughs> I, I just thought I just thought our podcast was was a perfect opportunity. <laughs> no, seriously, I mean we've had this conversation before, right? Like the the Netflix or Amazon uh, watch list <laughs> right. is sort of the graveyard of the movies that you want to think that you're the person to watch, right? Or, yeah, I feel like I could watch, uh, you know, X, Y, or Z or whatever, and then you just like, I'm just going to watch Con Air again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <That'll> be, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, well, I, yeah. yeah, I, I really appreciated... Uh, for the same reasons i i really you know gosh this movie's what eight years old something like that um, yeah exactly um but <laughs> i really appreciated you you putting it up for this um i have real mixed feelings on this movie i i okay, and, interesting uh-huh and not mixed feelings on the quality of the movie um and and actually i should i should say I think this is a great movie, and I think the reason I say that is it has stuck with me, (laughs) you know, and it has really made me think about 
some of these things. You know, you talk about, you know, the role of a teacher or a mentor and, and that kind of thing. We're, we're going to have to get into the, the relationship between those two, uh, you know, the, the teacher and the student. Um, and maybe I'll save that for the moment. But um, this movie made me really... It made me really think, and there, there, there are moments. I think all. I think the actors in this movie are excellent. Yep. Um, I think they all deliver an amazing performance. Um, both uh, J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller, um, as basically our two leads, yeah, um, are I think really incredible throughout the entire movie, and it leaves you with these feelings of like what do I think about what I just watched? And, you know, th there is a part of me where I want to be told by the movie what to think. <laughs> right. <laughs> and this movie doesn't do it. It leaves you in a very ambiguous, uncomfortable place. And and I, yeah. I want to spend some time on that. Yeah, but, we, you know, we definitely need to... I, one of my <laughs> big keynotes is how do mm -hmm. we... What's our conclusion? You know, what... Yeah. How it ended... Yeah. What, 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 what is it, is it, yeah. Is it giving us a lesson? Is it right. something else? Um, mm -hmm. That, that is, that is something I was looking forward to hearing. Yeah. <laughs> kind of no, how, my, how you interpret it. My wife and I watched this together um, and we had some real conversations after it. In fact, I, as I was rewatching parts of the movie, she had to leave the room because yeah. some of those sequences between uh, Fletcher, the teacher, and Andrew, the student, <laughs> were so abusive. She was like, I don't, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear this again. I'm getting like flashbacks. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. Because um, my wife, because of her day job, she did. Mm -hmm. She she didn't want to watch this at all. I mean, she right. she had heard basically the rumors or whatever about the the intensity of this movie, and she's <laughs> That's like, "That's a good word for it." Yes, and she's like, "I, you know, I get enough of this in my day job. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't need to spend my entertainment hours, yeah, you know, watching this." Um, well, that's the thing, like, and, and it's like, there's sort of a, like, trigger warning here for, like, the, you know, mm -hmm. anyone who's been in an abusive relationship or experienced that or, or witnessed it, uh, witnessed it, you know, that kind of thing. Like, this might be one to skip. Um, it, I think it is a really great movie, but there are some really rough scenes in it and some, some over the top, um, yeah, uh, behavior it, by the teacher. And, and that's, um... I mean, definitely one of the themes. I mean, I, I I went into it wanting to explore more of the ideas of yeah the 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 price of perfection, but what mm -hmm. I mean that that's an equal theme to the idea of um, unhealthy relationships <laughs> and, a, and, yeah. and 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 abusive situations mm -hmm. and why why do people's stay in them um is yeah. a, is a is a major theme of this movie and that i think that would that un, that rightfully so um you know strikes a chord for lack yeah you know, no pun intended but um <laughs> with, with a lot of people the... yeah with the <laughs> <laughs> well let's let's maybe briefly kind of run through 
uh, the movie, yeah. and then I think we should go uh, into that uh, topic. Um, so we we open in a, a wonderful opening scene yeah. where you yeah. just start to hear the drums, right? Exactly. And, and, you know, it's like this wonderful, like... I don't. I am not a drummer, uh, so I don't know if it's like paradiddles or what. But it's like the snare drum thing, you know. And it's like uh, you can tell whoever's doing it is like um, you know an accomplished drummer. Um, you get an early scene with um, uh, Miles, or sorry, Miles <laughs> Andrew, uh, <laughs> Andrew, played by Miles. <laughs> yes. Um, and you just get the scent. You know, he he's drumming in a practice room at the school, and then you know Fletcher, played by J.K. Simmons, the teacher comes in, and already starts to grill him. Like yeah. you can tell, like <laughs> right. you know Andrew knows who he is, <laughs> and you know J.K. is already <laughs> dipping into the. You know, he, he catches him drumming and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, probably shouldn't be here. And he's like, so your first impulse was to stop drumming, you know? And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he starts to drum again and then he, he can't do anything right. Like, yeah, you get he, a very, yeah he's like, did I tell this. you to start? Did I tell you to start drumming? Did I tell you to stop? Yeah, it's like any 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 choice he makes is, is the wrong one. Um, no, so the mind games begin. At the exactly. Very, at the very yeah. beginning. And yet, right, he seems to show interest in this young kid who's yeah. like 19, right? His character's right. 19 first, in this the, movie. Yeah, first year of music mm-hmm. school. Yeah. Yep. Brand, yep. So brand new. Yeah, exactly. So then invites him into, what do they call studio band? Is yeah, sort of band like that, they sometimes, he, he tell, I mean, um, Andrew refers to his core, the core band or, or something, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I assume yeah. is like the the prestige Right. Band from the school, like the mm-hmm. best, the best of the best in right. the best school. You know, right. get get to be in this band, which I, you know, you get the impression that this is their dream. You know, this is this right. is why they're there. Yep. Um, yeah. So he he gets sort of invited into the fold, as, or or what, he, and and his first you know experience seems very warm and inviting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it's like it turns on a dime. No, <laughs> this is going to be a... You can see it. This is going to be an ab- abusive environment. And you can see it on all of the other band members. Oh, right. How none of them are making eye contact with the teacher. Nope. <laughs> Everyone is looking down. Exactly. Right? And, and yet, you know, Andrew has this drive of, I want to be one of the greats. I want to be one of the great drummers. And, and this is the school to do it. And this is the teacher to get me there. And so despite all of that, you know, he stays with it. Um, you know, and, and then some things happen <laughs> later on in the movie. Uh, I don't know how far we want to go with this, but anyway, things happen later on in the movie uh ultimately he's out of the school the teacher's out of the school and then they reconnect um for this like you know one final concert uh at the end um but it's essentially you know tracking andrew's journey through this devotion that he has to being you know as great as he can be and this relationship with this teacher who he both, I, 
I feel like on a certain level kind of loves and hates yeah. simultaneously. You yeah, know? Ab- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because, you know, looking, I mean, it's, it's, it's throughout, I mean, Simmons' character, you know, doesn't change or grow <laughs> throughout throughout yeah. no. th- throughout throughout the story. Yeah. Like, like in the beginning, you know, even their first meeting, he's kind of like messing with them. Um, yeah. Then he 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 invites them to practice, and then there's that scene where he's like, "One of you's out of tune." Um, right. God. And, and, and then what? he he narrows in on this one guy and asks right. him, "Do you think you are out of tune?" Right. Um. He's like, yes. And he's like, you know, get out. And then he's yeah. like, he's like, what? It, like the funny part, it's <laughs> it wasn't him, right? It was, he, it was he, you, he, Erickson. He, he or nar- yeah, he <laughs> narrows in on this kid, and you know, his make main complaint is that the kid didn't know. Yeah, right. Exactly. He's like, he's like, that's are just, you in tune or that's out just of as tune? bad? Or right. He's he like. Said. He's like it's as bad or worse. Yes, right. Um, <laughs> so. And then you see, and you see it later too when he focuses that same sort of mind games and criticisms toward Andrew when he's you know there's that scene where he's like, oh you're you're dragging, oh now yeah. you're rushing, yeah you know, and then it turns into this. <laughs> We have to talk about the whole Charlie Parker story that he tells. Yeah, about how no, Charlie that's, Parker that's became great part. because he had a symbol hurled at his head, and yeah. that's what drove him. That feels like you know everything that Fletcher is doing. He's like, this is my justification because Charlie Parker exists with this style of of uh, teaching or mentorship. Therefore. I can hurl a chair at Andrew's head, right? <laughs> right. But it's that same sort of like, were you rushing or were you lagging? Were you rushing or do you know, right? And and if you don't know, then you're not worth my time, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, and I it just just um, to get this out of the way, I did research that um, Charlie Parker story, and it is uh-huh. it's it's it seems to be exactly how he described it in the movie. That that I, actually that actually happened. Um, I it, assumed as much. I, was I, it Count, I can't remember if it was Count Basie's band. I actually, I'd have to go back. But anyway, yeah. he he did. He he was embarrassed, humiliated, and he for a whole year, right? You know, perfected the craft, and mm-hmm. then and then came back as as Bird as Charlie Parker. So right, right. Um, you know, it's debatable whether Charlie Parker was the greatest or not, but that's not the point. <laughs> that's, that's right. Not, that's not the point. <laughs> well, In his eyes, it was. It, it, well, exactly. And and this gets to another scene that I thought was profound in the movie, which is the scene where um, Andrew um, and his dad, uh, played by the great Paul Reiser. I know, it's good to see Paul back in something. It really was. It was great to see <laughs> Paul Reiser as not a smarmy asshole in a movie, you know? <laughs> but, you know, so there's this dinner scene, right? Where Oh, yeah, the dinner scene. I love that scene. I was glad you yep. brought it up. Yeah, Andrew and his dad are sitting around the table, and I think with his uncle yeah, and it, his two cousins. Cousins, 
and his, and aunt. his aunt. Yep. And, you know, I love the tension in this scene from the outset because you can <laughs> you can tell like the uncle is one of these like I'm going to boast about my boys who are like football stars and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and model UN and <laughs> Exactly. It's just, it's just and like, they're kind of play they're kind of he's kind of He's kind of playing lip service to, oh, how's that drumming thing yeah, going? Oh, yeah, right? totally. Like, how's your little hobby with, right. the, with the drums? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and the fact is, right, that Andrew, he's like, I'm in the best band at the best school for what I do. Yeah. You know, and he's trying to make that point, trying to get some respect. Um, so, you know... They're sitting around, and it kind of gets into sort of a, you know, competition to a certain extent, right? Because the uncle's oh, talking about how great that's exactly his, what his sons are. And I did actually love when Andrew <laughs> made the comment, the NFL will never call you. <laughs> like, that was such a great line. He's like, well, it's like third string or, or whatever. No, he, third division, he's, he's playing, know. yeah, division. Yeah. In right. fact, all right, did all right. This is this is a side note, but it bugged me um, mm. because it has to do with that particular part. I th- I think he said um, he played football for Carlton. Mm. Um, Carl Carlton is this insanely prestigious, very difficult to get to get into school in Minnesota. Mm. Um, it's it's one of the top liberal arts schools still in the country uh-huh. um and it, it does take the best and the brightest you know they don't have like that good of a football team <laughs> but <laughs> but i thought they're living in new york and he's just stopping right. in from from carlton i thought well that's right <laughs> they must have just picked that school randomly but yeah yeah I mean, you you wouldn't you wouldn't obviously be on the nfl radar if you were the starting quarterback <laughs> Right. <laughs> and I thought that was a pretty good burn. Like, I like, thought so too. He's like, oh, and I was but division three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got any friends, Andy? No. Oh, why is that? I don't know. I just never really saw the use. Oh, who are you going to play with otherwise? Lennon and McCartney, they were a school buddies. Am I right? Charlie Parker didn't know anybody until Joe Jones threw a symbol at his head. So that's your idea of success, huh? I think being the greatest musician of the 20th century is anybody's idea of success. Dying broke and drunk and full of heroin at the age of 34 is not exactly my idea of success. I'd rather die drunk, broke at 34 and have people at a dinner table talk about me than live to be rich and sober at 90 and nobody remember who I was. Ah, but your friends will remember you. Well, that's the point. None of us were friends with Charlie Parker. That's the point. Travis and Dustin, they have plenty of friends and plenty of purpose. I'm sure they'll make great school board presidents someday. Oh, that's what this is all about? You think you're better than us? Catch on quick, you model you in? I got a reply for you, Andrew. You think Carlton football's a joke? Come play with us. Four words you will never hear from the NFL. Who wants dessert? And from Lincoln Center. <laughs> but anyway, like the point I was tr- the point I was trying to get to in bringing the scene up is, you know, they start to get into, you know, uh, he basically says Andrew at one point, like, I'd rather die drunk and addicted. <laughs> At like what thirty three four yeah something like that yeah thirty four then have no one know who I am and the, and his point is like P- 
people are sitting around this table here in this room talking about that person. And you get a feel for some of his drive, which is like, I want to be known. I want to be one of the greats. Um, and that's some of the fuel that is pushing him to accept the, <laughs> just say, abusive conditions in which he is forced to endure um, to pursue that idea. I I'm with you that I'm kind of like, what's the easiest, quickest, laziest way I can get through life? <laughs> in a lot of areas, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I always sort of like have questions about folks who are sort of driven beyond what I would like. I kind of want to sit on the couch. Can I do that? Yeah. Is yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he is, um, yeah, to, to, you know, to the point it's like, I don't, I don't really have friends. Um, I'm right. You know, and he's like, oh, yeah, we have, we have you... to get to the date <laughs> oh, yeah. scene. Um, but but sorry, he says, you, you guys will make excellent school board members or whatever he calls them. <laughs> that was a great <laughs> turn, like, too. Which is like the worst insult that you could think of. Oh, my <laughs> God. Exactly. Like, cut the legs out. They're all talking about how, yeah, we're on the football team and yeah, at this great like, school. Like, and he just cuts to the chase, right? You'll get, you guys will make great school board members. One yeah, day. it's like you will have a comfortable life of mediocrity mm -hmm. and no one will care when you right, die. Right. It's basically, mm -hmm. it's basically <laughs> what he tells them. <laughs> but it's, oh, but man. like everyone in that room though is against him because even as, because his, right. his dad says too, it's like, yeah, but he died a heroin addict and you know, right. poor or whatever. And, um, and I, I well, think it's at that point when Andrew just gets up and leaves the table you know, well, it's, it's, it's not quite that point. And this is an interesting oh, uh -huh. thing for me because after Andrew makes the comment to the cousins about the NFL will never call you, <laughs> his dad, Paul Reiser says, have you received a call from Lincoln center? Oh yeah. Right. Which I thought like his dad throughout this entire movie is so like supportive. Yeah, exactly. And you know, he, he just feels like a really, he wants his, the best for his son. There's a point later in the movie that I'm sure we'll get to where he's being a very protective father. Yep. Um, and yet also, you know, there are points when he, I don't know that he fully sees his son's drive no. and is like, well, you know, it'll be okay. And it's like, no dad, that's, you don't understand. But that comment to me stood out as hmm. the one moment in that in in the relationship between the two that felt like I, I'm sh I can understand where he feels like he's just sort of like trying to maybe keep the peace and moderate between his, you know, the other family members and mm -hmm. and he feels like his son is maybe like digging in a little bit harder and so he makes this offhand comment of like, well, you know, has Lincoln Center called you? Um, so I can kind of get that from a, like, humanity standpoint. And then, like, if that were me, I would, like, one second after that left my mouth, I would be like, well, I fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was not the right thing to say <laughs> to my son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's, it's, it was, um, yeah, that seemed like a yeah, a total dig at what his son yeah. was was doing. Right. I mean, yeah. And I I I think we see throughout, uh, 
at least, you know, my take on it was his, his dad was trying to protect him. I mean, he was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, totally. Like, like you do as a dad, you don't want mm-hmm. to set up your children for heartache and um, right you know just that the world is cruel sometimes mm-hmm. um yeah you hate, you hate to see your children suffer but right. yeah it's his his um andrew's drive and focus i think is just beyond his dad's comprehension even i guess one thing i i wanted to talk about um, and then I think we should move into the <laughs> the teacher student relationship. Um, is you know you made a you made a point of like Anders basically forsaking friends, other relationships, that kind of thing. We see you know him early in the movie sort of like ask this girl out at the movie theater that yeah. he goes to, and um, Nicole. Nicole, yep. Um, and it's a, it's a really funny, I thought this was a great, a great scene, uh, when he does ask her out, cause he is asking her out at her job, yeah. which is something I don't think anyone should ever do. Like I, I I'm yeah. stuck behind this counter. I can't run away. And this dude is coming up to me asking me out. Um, but you know, but you know, he's like, "Hey, do you, you ever want to go? You know, go out together, get dinner, or something yeah. like that." And her immediate reaction is, "You need to leave." <laughs> I know. And she, like... <laughs> she lets him sit in that, and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I should have done it." She that, lets him that sit was, there for a good like. That was 10 literally seconds. the meanest part of the whole movie. No matter what <laughs> Fletcher did to him, having a, having a having a woman do that is. Ten times worse than anything Fletcher did. <laughs> but then, of course, she's like, I'm just kidding. I'm joking yeah. with you. <laughs> you know. Um, and so they, you know, they go out, they start this relationship. And then, you know, Andrew decides, I, I can't carry this on. And he's got this whole speech that he delivers, which yeah. is like, you know, I'm going to be focused on drumming and you're going to get resentful. Like, he has this whole, like... <laughs> On the one hand, it's to me, it struck me like he said, basically what he's saying is like, my entire focus is going to be drumming. And even when we're together, I'm going to be thinking about drumming. Yeah. I think he says Um, something to to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. And and he's like, you're going to get resentful because we're not spending (laughs) enough time together um, and all of this stuff. And that's why I think we shouldn't be together. And (laughs) I had two thoughts about this. One is which. Uh, that's a pretty self-aware 19 year old. The other thought was you are just like misguided. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, I'm not even going to give this a chance. (laughs) I'm just going to, I'm going to like, like the, the ego or the, right. I don't know what you want to call it to predict i know how this is going to go after they probably dated for like three weeks or something you know and just and and just tell her oh this is what you're gonna do and then this is how i'm gonna respond like it was just uh you know i applaud him for his self-awareness and also (laughs) condemn him for his narcissism (laughs) i can predict the future yeah i mean his um i mean i i thought they'd handle it I mean, it mm-hmm. was it was it was believable in the sense yeah. that, 
Like for him, it's very logical. Like, right, right. You know, here I'm, I'm protecting you from me, basically. Right, right. I'm, I'm just gonna be a dick, and <laughs> you might as we might as well just end it here, so you don't have to right. go through that. And mm-hmm. you know, that's that's. It. But you're right, and it's just this totally self-centered, like, just the biggest asshole. Um, <laughs> To well, actually, to actually say that to some other person, um, is and just I, ridiculous. Yeah, and I thought they handled it really well um, uh, in the scene. Um, uh, Nicole, played by Melissa, uh, how do you pronounce her last name? I don't. Know. I I don't know. It's yeah, Benoist. Benoist. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Probably have to ask for uh, forgiveness on that one. Uh, But I thought she played it really well in that moment because, you know, she, you know, she's asking questions like, and you know this, and you know this is what's going to happen. Yeah. She said like, you you know, I'm going to do that or yeah. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) she makes a comment and I wish I had written it down. I can't remember what it is. She makes a comment that he goes over his head and he's like, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. She's like trying to like echo back to him what he's saying, but in a way that is like, you know, trying to expose Mm -hmm. the, the fallacy in his thinking. And he's like, yeah, no. Oh, you get it. So you totally understand. And she's like, (laughs) yep. All right. You're right. We shouldn't date. I'm out of here. This is done. I want to be one of the greats. And I would stop you from doing that? Yeah. You know I would stop you from doing that. You know that for a fact. Yes. And I'd barely see you anyway? Yeah. And when I did see you, you'd treat me like shit because I'm just some girl who doesn't know what she wants and you have a path and you're going to be great and I'm going to be forgotten and therefore you won't be able to give me the time of day because you have bigger things to pursue. That's exactly my point. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're right, we should not be dating. Well, let's talk some about the relationship between um, the teacher and the student, Fletcher and Andrew. Um, what do you think about yeah, it? Yeah, there's a there's a <laughs> lot. To, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> there's a, there's a little bit of stuff to talk about. Um, a little bit. Right, let me first <laughs> let me let me first say this. I've I have never had a mentor like that in my life so i have nothing yeah. to compare this to mm-hmm. even when i was mm-hmm. pursuing different things early in my career um during my education i had people who i admired um and wanted their approval but i i uh-huh. did not i did not have a situation <laughs> like this um and um because all right. I I guess I don't I One of the questions I have about the movie is mm-hmm. basically is 
to pursue greatness, is it necessary to have someone right. do that? Like, yeah, just completely beat you down, kick your ass, yeah, that kind of thing. You know, it, it, and, you know, it's almost like going to boot camp where they, they like it's just yeah, crush the you identity down to build out, you back up. yeah, to to rebuild you into someone who yep. can do this. Uh, it's so funny you say that because just last night I was rewatching the first half of Full Metal Jacket. Right, the, and the good, you know the, good the half. <laughs> yeah, the good half exactly. <laughs> we'll talk about that at some point, I'm sure. Um, you know, but the drill instruct instructor with the um, uh, the cadets, soldiers. I'm not sure what you call them, but um, you know, and that ended with one of them being beat down so much that he ended up, spoilers, uh, killing the drill instructor and then himself. And then himself, yep. Yeah. Um, I do think it's a really interesting question, and it's one we've talked about, I think, in when we did Searching for Bobby Fischer back, like, episode three or something like that, and the difference between... The two, right. The two mentors, and one, um, uh, the Ben Kingsley character being more of the harsh one, um, versus Lawrence Fishburne being more of the encouraging one. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, um, cause you take, yeah, like you take, um, a talented person. Yeah. Um, and you know what, what they would, you know, what they require, um, mm-hmm. you know, t- to go to their fullest potential. And, right. um, You know, so, you know, obviously a good teacher, coach, mentor's job is to do that in a way um, that individually, I, I think, speaks to that individual the best way. I, right. I, I am the kind of person that encouragement goes much farther for me than just getting humiliated and beat down. I, I don't, yeah, I, I'm not the kind of person Well, it's like, well, I'll show them and I'll become the best, right. whatever. Um, just because I, I want to prove them wrong. Um, right. You know, some people seem to be motivated that way where, where others. Yeah. It's it. I, I don't believe that, it seems to be this, um, and I can't remember which book I read it. It might have been Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. That mm-hmm. that that there's like a few ingredients that makes people go from good to great, um, mm-hmm. and and one of the main ones though is just self. You're self driven. You know right. you 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 can't manufacture that drive in someone. They either have it sure. or they or they don't have it. And mm-hmm. some people seem to tap into that without and without listening to anybody. You know, right. ba- basically, they just do it because that's all they want to do. Mm-hmm. Period. Like um, another movie we looked at where we were we're talking about the cost of perfection was Ford versus Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Like, to what extent were these people going to go? Um, you know, to become num- number one, um, right. and you you see that more. I think, like for instance, like. Um, Miles, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, um, Christian Bale's character. Um, there's, there's nobody. I mean, his wife encourages him and and people like that. But, but he's, 
he just knows what he wants to do and does it. All right. So mm-hmm. we don't we don't mm-hmm. we don't see that abusive sort of right um, relationship that pushes him. Um, yeah. If anything, it's in the other direction. Him abusing others around him. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's he's, yeah. He's he's just trying to perfection. Yeah. Exactly. So he he's willing yeah. to do it without without mm-hmm. without guidance from someone. So yeah. Um, I think you know. I, I am in the same boat as you. I have not had this kind of relationship in my past. Um, someone who is just like over the top abusive <laughs> and, and frankly, you know, um, you know, the Fletcher character, the teacher is fully believes, fully believes in what he is doing. You know, yes. um, and he thinks it is the way to yeah. bring out greatness, right? Oh, without without question, he I don't he doesn't. Yeah, there's no point. I think that he questions exactly the and way that's why he the way to do this. Yeah, his character arc isn't any sort of emotional growth. It's just he gets fired from the school because <laughs> one of his former teachers or former students committed suicide, right. and people looked into why, <laughs> and uh, and and they got. Andrew to to say yeah it was an abusive uh, environment but you know um the things that stand out to me like <clears throat> i i i could imagine like i could almost imagine and i don't think this is the right way to go about it i'm not giving him a pass i could almost imagine that maybe in a one-on-one setting where you're really trying to like listen, you're not trying your best. You can do better. You know, you're, you're, I can't even use the language he uses because I'm just not that kind of person. (laughs) But like what pushes it over the top for me in this movie is it's public humiliation. It is manipulation. You know, at the end he's like, Oh, I just, I just brought in this, this other drummer, just to motivate you, you know? And that's after he's like, Oh, you played it perfect. You know, he's like, Andrew, like can't get the rhythm and who knows if he does. Right. Who knows if, if the teacher's (laughs) just not like, (laughs) I'm just not going to give it to you because I know you can do better. And then brings this other kid in is like, Oh, nailed it on one. Perfect. You know? Um, so it's like that, that, those like mind games and the public humiliation, like those are the things for me that were the hardest to watch uh, in this movie. Why do you suppose I just hurled a chair at your head, Neiman? I, I don't know. Sure you do. The tempo? Were you rushing or were you dragging? I, I don't know. Start counting. Five, six, seven. In four, damn it! Look at me! One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Now, was I rushing or was I dragging? I don't know. Count again. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Rushing or dragging? Rushing. So you do know the difference! If you deliberately sabotage my band, I will fuck you like a pig. Now, are you a rusher or are you a dragger? Or are you going to be on my fucking time? I'm going to be on your time. 
Yeah, it's his it's his first practice with them. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. which remember he told them like be there at like six a.m. or whatever, and that's exactly. And right. then the practice didn't start till nine, so he's yeah. Already. The mind games start immediately, <laughs> and then the other thing, right, is before that first practice. He asks him about his family. You oh, know, yeah. What's your dad no. do? Yeah, it what just about seems your mom? like re- really nice kind of like... Exactly. Hu- humanizing and then that, scene. Yeah, and then that's all the ammunition to come back and say like, oh, your dad's a failed writer. No wonder your mom left, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> fuck, man. What <laughs> a piece of shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I'm coming down on how I land on this guy. <laughs> but it's just like all that emotional manipulation yeah and, and he is so self-righteous in thinking he's doing a good thing for this person because um the only thing i could compare it to um is in is in sports where right there's the trash talking mm-hmm. um which you know is is just part almost as part of the game and some some mm-hmm. play, some players like for in the NBA for instance were just known for you know just trying to get in someone's head you know to give sure. them but in that case it's not to spur them on it's to right. get the upper hand it's it's <laughs> exactly it's, it's to get to get in your head so that you're yeah. not playing as well as you can because right. now I'm taking up real estate mm-hmm. um there and so i'm i you know it, it is it's a it's a power move right i mean that's yeah um, and if it pulls away your confidence right then you're going to be more susceptible to yeah so doubting yourself and choices you make and so yeah it's i mean Flet- fletcher's manipulation is like constant it's like it everything it's like everything he does is 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 is, is you know yeah it it, it, is to do that yeah Uh, not only that and you're right it's constant and i think maybe where we should go well i don't know if we should go here exactly right now but at some point even at the last scene of the movie where it feels like these two have been adversaries and then Mm -hmm. have kind of come back together fletcher invites you know andrew to join his new band now that he's not at the school anymore and the very first thing he does is on stage in front of an audience in a big auditorium or hall or whatever it is plays a song you know announces a song that Andrew doesn't have the charts for, has never heard before. (laughs) And it's just like, it's like, even in that setting, when like, you think there's been some reconciliation or, you know, mutual respect given, no, he can't let it go without still trying to humiliate him for, to what end, right? It makes his band look bad that the drummer doesn't know the song that's being played. No, his, um, I mean, it's, I've, it's nuts. Like, it's just, it's psychopathic, right? Yes. That's see, and that's the, <laughs> I think, I think that's the big, I, I think that's the big question is, yeah. is, is he just a psychopath? I mean, I think so <laughs> because I mean, I, I took that part of like not giving, inviting him saying yeah. great. I mean, it was for revenge because he knew you got me fired. Um, yeah. 
It, he and, even and says he, that. I he, know it was you. Yeah, I mean, so he would even yeah jeopardize his performance to right. make to because he says at the beginning he's like, hey, you guys, um, you know, remember the audience out there never forgets. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he's like, this could make or break, you break know, you. who gets and called to Lincoln Center and who yep. doesn't, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and so he, I think he's trying to guarantee, oh. like, Andrew will never, yeah. never yeah. become, you know, a professional jazz God. musician. You know, I, I loved watching this movie and talking about this. I hate this character more and more. <laughs> like, I had almost, like, I, I don't think I've ever been ambivalent about him. Like, I think he's... A, a bad person um, but just talking about some of these specific moments that it's like had <laughs> mercifully left my mind for a little bit and then bringing them back it's like oh god yeah and then he did this other thing and then he did this other thing and it's just like oh and and the whole thing about you know making andrew go back to get his sticks like we should we'll have to talk about that but you know just this you know they're they're gearing up to do this performance and you know it's like got to be there on time and you know the bus that andrew is riding uh breaks down no fault of his right he goes and rents a car which i had a minor quibble can you rent a car at 19 i thought you had to be like 26 yeah you, you can't no i think it's like 24 or something I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, but he got he he rents a car, leaves his drumsticks in yeah. the car rental because he is rushing. He's got like five minutes to get there. On the way, <laughs> gets hit by a truck, <laughs> flips the car over, crawls out of the car. And then continues to run. He's like, it's only a few blocks away. Yeah, no, Runs he's completely in shock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's bleeding. Uh, he's got <laughs> blood on his face. He's got blood on his collar. Still shows up. And then <laughs> the teacher is like, or no, I'm, I got this out of order. He, he it, it doesn't matter. He gets there on time. The teacher's like, where are your sticks? And he's like, oh, I can just use someone else's. And he's like, no, you need your sticks. Right. And it's just like the manipulation doesn't end. <laughs> Ugh. The mind games, man. Yeah. And the, the song that they play is Caravan, which uh-huh. is the song used at the end right. of, the, of the movie, which I, yep. I, I like that little. It's tie-in. a great song. Yeah, and I, I I was curious about how come I mean I know Whiplash is another song that they play. Yeah. Um, but Caravan is the the sort of the pivotal song in a couple of mo- points in this. So interesting that it was called Whiplash uh, <laughs> versus Caravan. <laughs> I guess <laughs> Whiplash yeah. does have a better title. It has a it, I bit, think. yeah, a bit more of a um, <laughs> yeah Caravan. It's like yeah. what is what is it about? so chris i am really curious if you found a key scene um in this movie i don't know what i would have picked um so i'm very intrigued by uh uh, what you selected yeah and and actually it it wasn't it was this one was actually from, it was easy, I guess. Um, okay. Some, sometimes we 
you know, there's there's <laughs> these movies. It's kind of like, well, there's a lot of good candidates, and even in this one, you know, we've talked mm-hmm. about some. I thought um, some of the meaningful, real meaningful little conversations. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, the family dinner to me was a very mm-hmm. interesting one. Actually, his first mm-hmm. date with Nicole, mm-hmm. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does it does come to the towards the end of the movie, and it's that scene where Andrew stumbles into the jazz club watches fletcher and then they have this conversation and okay, i think can I, I, yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry to jump in can i stop you right there when i yes. when i said uh i had no idea what i would pick um i kind of lied um <laughs> i i was looking back at my notes that's the exact same scene that i picked i said this has got to be the key scene so anyway go on <laughs> <laughs> and 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 for these reasons, um, yeah, it it kind of lays out the whole his whole philosophy and the meaning of the movie. You know, yeah, he he, yeah. You know, I'm I'm just gonna um, not quote directly here, but mm-hmm. um, paraphrase. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Um, you know, he he described Fletcher's describing his role. Um, is, is to push people, right? right to push people right. beyond what they think they're capable of. And, and then um, Andrew says, well, what, you know, what's, what's the line? You know, how far, mm-hmm. how far can you go? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Fletcher says, you know, what, what a, basically what a crime to humanity if we never heard, right. you know, Louis Armstrong or Charlie Parker, you know, to mm-hmm. deprive the world of genius, Right. Um, you know, and, and again, he talks about the story of, you know, Parker being mm-hmm. pushed, um, you know, to the extent that he just did everything he could to get better. I mean, right. in fact, what I, I was, I loved what, <laughs> not because I agree with him, but, right. but I loved his, his line of talking about Fletcher, where he says, you know what the two worst words in the English language are? Good mm. job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think that tells you kind of everything, everything you need, you need, to, need to know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah. like a good job is just like the worst insult you could possibly give someone. Um, and, and you see his sort of twisted logic, too, in, you know, where <laughs> Andrew was sort of trying to push back in a very gentle way saying like well you know what if after flinging that symbol at charlie parker's head he just never returned to it yeah and fletcher's response is well charlie parker wouldn't have done that because he had that drive right right? or yeah he's like he he wouldn't be charlie parker if he didn't exactly he's basically excusing everything that he is doing onto the recipient of his wrath basically right yes um which um yeah there's a and and then there's one other there's one other line in there that is really i think really telling about Mm. about him that um the first time i watched it i i think i think i misinterpreted it. it was the second time it's like, mm. oh, he 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 kind of just offhand, you know, offhand, handly. I don't know. He has, he has an offhanded <laughs> comment saying, yeah. um, "I never had a Charlie Parker." 
Yeah. Now he's he's not meaning I never had a mentor who pushed me so hard. What he's meaning is like I never had anyone good enough to train to be Charlie Parker. Right. Which 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 totally is his his grandiose vision yeah. of of himself as mm-hmm. the as the person that could mold a Charlie yes, Parker. That he has the capabilities right. um to to do that. Um and, and that's that's what's fascinating. Is he doesn't he does there's no sense that he ever questions like, well of course, you know, I'm you know, I, I'm I'm the one that's supposed to give the world the next, you know, Bobby Fisher or the next, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Mike Michael yeah. Jordan or, or 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 whatever. You know, he doesn't. He never. You never get a sense that that's like to him. It's to him. It's the most important thing to in the world to find. You know, this to find a genius and 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 be the one to kind of get credit for it. Um, yeah. You know, I don't really believe in this saying, but it's a popular saying, and it sort I feel like it kind of pertains here, but there's that saying of, like, those who can do, those who can't oh, right. teach. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which I think is kind of bullshit, um, yeah, honestly. Totally. <laughs> um, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but it, I think it sort of, like, it gives you a window into this character of this idea of greatness that he can't necessarily achieve and so he's looking for sort of the surrogate through which you know his narcissistic greatness can flow through and there was a point in that you know the the way that i initially read or, or heard that line i've never had a charlie parker felt like a moment of vulnerability but i don't think it was no, you know? that's yeah. That I think that that was exactly my initial my initial watch um, was was that yes he he regrets the fact that that you know he didn't have a Charlie Parker in in the well, sense like what a shame but in but in the other way I I I've I now look at him as 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 ultimately self centered in the sense that. Yeah. he's not trying to make the next charlie parker for the world he's he's doing it for himself he he that justifies you know his existence is is yeah is to do that and every action he has taken throughout the entire movie and it we have to get to the last scene in a moment (laughs) um is manipulation of those around him right yeah so you know, my initial feeling hearing him say that felt like an admonition, ad, hmm. <laughs> admission of what he perceived as his personal failings. But you just can't believe it that way, right? It, no. it, it could. It, it's a. It's. It is most likely an engineered comment to get this kid to do what he wants him to do yes so that he can get his revenge you know (laughs) it's like (laughs) diabolical man this this character man no he he's the kind of he he really is kind of like a perfect villain in a way yeah Um, he is 
because I think with any, I think in movies with any good villain, mm-hmm. um, there's an element to what they do where you kind of see their their logic, even though you know right, it's right. so messed up. But you mm-hmm. can, but you you don't you don't. But but there's a part of you that recognizes yourself in that. Right. I mean, that's what I, I think that's what makes a good villain. There's at least a there's at least a, a, a part that's like, OK, you know, I, I would never, ever do that. But I could I could I can I can understand what you're doing. Um, no, not and, only. Yeah. Not only that, but, you know. He and I think J.K. Simmons acts the hell out of this role. I think he does such a great job in this movie. But. And the way that he plays it, you know, people who are maybe more optimistic or want (laughs) to give the benefit of the doubt, you know, to others around us, there are real moments in this where you feel like I can see your humanity and (laughs) Mm -hmm. I can maybe empathize with this thing. I feel like you're being finally real with me now. And and thank God we've broken through sort of the, you know, the, the, the walls that you've put up around you, but that's where people like this get you, right? They become masters of manipulation and I know exactly what I need to say (laughs) to make this person care about me or think differently about me. They they give a little, yeah, that, that that gives you that recognition that you right. so desire, and and, right. and that, um, and especially people in power, right? That we look up to, like you know, this is a prestigious teacher at one of the greatest music schools in the country, and you know, this kid is like, I want nothing more than this teacher's praise and yeah. admiration, right? And and uh, Fletcher knows exactly how to play that. Um, and even I, as a viewer watching this, get sucked into that. Like, oh, maybe he's not that bad. Even though I've just watched him be verbally abusive, humiliating, <laughs> physically abusive. And even in that moment, I started to feel like I'm kind of coming around. But no, no, stop. Pull back. It's not what you think it is. He is still a narcissistic, self-centered manipulative asshole only in it for what he is trying to get. Yeah. Um, And and this is um, what was so compelling and believable about this is that this happens every day, all the time that there are people that there are people in, you know, it's not a music (laughs) thing, but their relationships with other people. Yeah. Um, stay in situations that are emotionally and sometimes physically dangerous to them, even Mm -hmm. though they know better, Mm -hmm. um, but they can't untangle themselves from this person. And, and for those reasons, yeah, they'll just treat them like garbage, but Mm -hmm. then do something like, Oh no, you know, to show like they really care. And then it is, it does. It's, it's, these 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 folks in in our in our world um, mm-hmm. are they 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 are fantastic manipulators. Um, yeah, and you want to believe in the best in people, right? So you overlook all of that because now they're saying things that sort of like hit the right buttons, right? Yeah, like, 
yeah, exactly. They know. Um, they so in the same. They know when and where and what to say yeah, to get ex- you back into that. No, their their evil superpower is this: is they know <laughs> they can pinpoint exactly what hurts you, right? And then they can use it the inverse to give you exactly right. what you need mm-hmm. to feel restored and good about yourself. Ugh. Ugh. And 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 that's that's <laughs> just the danger. Um, and this this character is is such a perfect example of, and I, yeah. I think that's what um, the director, um, Chazelle, is it Chazelle 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 I don't know, um, Damien, um, Damien Chazelle yeah, yeah I mean he really nailed that part like mm-hmm. it, I I think you know in, in I a, think in so a, too in a way that I I didn't. I like I said I, I thought this movie was going to be more you know more just about the question of the the the, the cost of you know uh, of being the best but it mm-hmm. also <laughs> digs digs really deep in, into right. the nature of these types of relationships um, yeah. where where somebody somebody's really not interested in your well-being in any way they they mm-hmm. they are receiving something out of this relationship by abusing you right um, yeah and and that and that's Ugh. that that's such a i mean a good place for conversation just about mm-hmm. that alone but there's no way yeah. we could <laughs> or have the expertise to cover any of that um yeah but i i i, th- I thought that was just it, it, it was it was horrible to watch um, yeah it was but but so compelling um yep. in, in the I terms agree. that um because it was interesting because <laughs> i was reading like kind of behind the scenes mm. so like uh simmons would just do that scene where he's just you know insulting and, and and destroying all these people and so then after it's like cut he would just go back to just like being the nicest <laughs> like just like a regular person and they said he had to do that because he was such yeah. a monster that yeah. his that his role it's like take it you think you're going too far with the role go beyond that almost it's this, it's mm. this, it's the same kind of you know like what he did with andrew's character it's like yeah this 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 is harsh um, n- not harsh enough. Right. Well, let's talk about the last scene in the movie. Um, and I think this is going to follow well on what we just talked about, because I think there's a bunch of, I came away. So just to set it up, right. So the last scene in the movie is essentially, um, you know, Andrew has reconnected with Fletcher um, he's playing in his new band. We've already talked about he, you know, Fletcher humiliates him by having the band play a song that he doesn't know and he doesn't <laughs> have the charts for. Yep. Um, and then, you know, Andrew gets up and walks off the stage. I loved this moment with Paul Reiser. You know, his father immediately, in the, who's in the audience, realizes what's happening, rushes around yeah. to, you know, try and protect his son, right? So they meet at the door he gives him a big hug, and then Andrew makes the decision to go back on stage. Um, and then Andrew <laughs> essentially takes the reins. I love this moment yeah. because, yes. <laughs> you know, Fletcher is like, we're going to slow it slow down, it down a here. Bit for you guys. And then Andrew just 
goes right into you know the caravan uh, drum roll, and right. I love it. You know, the bass player's like, "What are you doing, man?" He's like, "I'll cue Just, you in. I'll cue you in." <laughs> and then it's caravan, you know. And so, you know, what's wonderful? Like, this is the moment that I have been waiting for, where Andrew sort of like reestablishes control in this relationship, and you know it's up in front of a bunch of people, right? So what's the, what's Fletcher going to do? He's not going to like, right. Exactly. Take his drums away. You know, you know, he's got to make it look like, Oh yeah, this is all part of the performance and kind of right. planned, you know? And so, you know, he kind of goes into it and then, <clears throat> you know, they play the song and it's, it's awesome. It's an awesome song. And then the song ends and Andrew keeps on, right? He's doing yeah. this entire drum solo <laughs> You know, and Fletcher comes over. He's like, Andrew, what are you doing, man? I love the line Andrew says. "Is like, I'll cue you. Like, again, he is just, he has established control in this moment. And it is some of the most amazing drumming I have ever heard. Um, and one of the things I wanted to touch on is, um, uh, you know, the actor Miles Teller is a musician and is a drummer. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's him playing no, I don't uh, think so. on the, you know, the audio track that we see. Right. Um, but, and in fact, the editing, they did a bunch of stuff to sort of like even go down to the frame by frame to make mm -hmm. sure that his hits and stuff were like in time with right. um, uh, the musician that was playing it. But, it is some of the most amazing drumming I have ever heard. It's absolutely phenomenal, absolutely incredible. And what is confounding to me, and I really want to know what you think about this, is, you know, Fletcher comes over, sort of accepts that Andrew's doing his thing, but then also starts to get back in the role of sort of, you know, the band leader, the conductor, yeah. and guiding him through what he needs to do. And then there's the very end moment of, you know, this Andrew finishes, you see this close up on Andrew's eyes and uh, Fletcher's eyes mm -hmm. and you see Fletcher smile and then mm -hmm. Andrew smiles and then that's the end of the movie. I know. <laughs> and I came away with from that feeling like what the hell like <laughs> where, what that, are we what yeah are that we was my comment to about you. this yeah yeah like <laughs> yeah right <laughs> what are we left to think because it's it's as if we've watched someone extract themselves from an abusive relationship even in this scene reestablish some amount of control and yet still need that approval yeah. And I, I, you know, I, I just came away from it feeling like, w what is this movie trying to tell us? Is this movie just confused <laughs> or yeah, I, 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 and I don't have an answer for it. Yeah. That's so you it. answer I, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Oh, I just forgot what I was going to say, so never mind. Um, oh, okay, great. That'll be good radio. <laughs> but yes, so I thought, well, is the message that this is, um, 
Yeah, is the movie trying to tell us, like, yeah, this is the way that you... Right. That The way you have to do it. Or mm-hmm. is it showing, like, you know, like you, like you mentioned, like, you know, Miles just, like, F you. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, I mean, Andrew's, you know... Mm-hmm. Um, you know that you're right like okay i've i've i i now am you know i'm my own, i'm my own person i don't need you but right yes but then there's that there's that switch during the drum solo where where fletcher moves from being you know i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna destroy you right to you know did fletcher at that point realize like finally finally right. andrew's got it and I've right. done my I've done my job, right? Um, you know, and, and and that you know Andrew then recognizes like yeah I, I I'm I'm and, I I've accomplished it. Yeah, and that is what kills me about like what is the uh, uh, the message of the movie because <laughs> I think you can read that last scene as vindication for Fletcher. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't want that as the message for the movie. You know, it's like it's like the entire movie has been showing us how this approach that Fletcher is taking is abusive and evil yeah. and manipulative. And then it's like in the last 10 seconds of the movie, it's like, but it was all worth it. Yeah, no. It, it, so yes, did it undermine? Did it undermine what happened, or did it reinforce? Like, yeah, that was that was the idea all along. Um, what? Yeah, where I kind of landed with this is, I don't think it undermines it. Um, I think that it works to advance the notion that we sort of touched on of the very complex relationship between these two characters and how, you know, it's just like what we just talked about. It's like, you know, Fletcher is still a manipulator, an abuser, um, a bad man. Um, and Andrew is, you know, the victim of that. Um, but it is complicated and, Mm. Mm -hmm. you know, um, I, I kind of feel like it might be the most real way to end. It's also the least satisfying way yeah, to end. Exactly. <laughs> but but you know, that's that's right. kind of life, right? It's the least Hollywood way to end. And and I appreciate that about it. Even I though I am left feeling so like I want Fletcher to get his come up and so bad, you know? And and you start to get a taste for it when, you know, Andrew takes the reins in that in that final scene. And then the way it ends, it's just like, man, uh I you know so I, I think I appreciate the vision and and what I'm gonna i I'm gonna take it. This is how I choose to take it. I choose to take it not as the movie was trying to vindicate Fletcher's approaches, but more as another illustration of how complicated and complex these sorts of um, abusive relationships can be. But I kind of have to make that choice for myself to feel good about the way the movie ends. <laughs> to, to live with yourself at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
but yeah. you're you you are right i you know of the possible endings mm-hmm. um you know because it, it you're right i mean it could have ended before that last right that last 10 seconds right mm-hmm. that's right could have ended right before that and we're thinking like yeah miles at the end of the day one you know right right the battle the battle between the two of them mm-hmm. but then the fact that they <laughs> like were led to believe connected at some level right um gives us this this ambiguous but real um ending you're right it was a it was a brave a brave ending um, I think so too, and I think, and I think it's also true to Andrew's character, which is as much as he probably, you know, as much as he feels abused and manipulated and um, betrayed by this person, he still looks up to him and wants his approval. Exactly, and then and then he gets it in the last moment, and I think you know, as an audience, we don't feel good about that because we've seen everything that he's gone through. But I think I feel like that is a realistic response that he would have because he has idolized this person so much and and that sort of trumps all so yeah uh now we're gonna slow it down a little bit i'm guessing most of you folks have heard as the protagonist of the story mm-hmm. is a pretty flawed person. I mean, he yeah, is totally, he is, he is just as crazy as, as <laughs> Fletcher in that regard that he would, you know, cut off healthy, good relationships, mm-hmm. um, with, 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 with people that liked him, um, mm-hmm. or, you know, people that have to tolerate him at least, um, <laughs> you know, the only thing that we see consistently is that he still connects with his father yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there aren't that many characters in this movie to work with. No, um, there's so, basically four main characters. Yeah, so we don't really, you know, have have much to go on. But we, mm-hmm. but we do see that, um, yeah, that Andrew is willing to to pay any price. You know, that until right. his hand, his hands are bleeding, and you know, yep. he's he, blistered, he's, and yeah, he's working himself bandaged. to just. Ex- you know that that, mm-hmm. he, that he would crawl from a car wreck right just to, just to play in the concert just shows off his yep. obsession and psychosis too mm-hmm. yep. you know yep. and and yeah obviously you know <laughs> fletcher's technique doesn't work for everybody so because he you know it's like well what what happened you know he's listening off the other drummers and um, he's like, yeah, he, Conley or whatever. He he went to med school or you know, right, just, right, right, right. You yeah. know, he had, he had enough of it. Uh, it so, wasn't it wasn't worth it to him. So I have a question for you, and maybe this will close out this last scene, which anyone should even if you don't watch the movie, watch this last scene. Find it on YouTube. I don't know where you can find it. Yeah, it is absolutely excellent. Um, the again, the drumming is phenomenally incredible. Um, 
I wanted to get your take on this one thing. So while Andrew is doing his drum solo, you see his dad, Paul Reiser, is like looking through the door yeah. at his son. And you yes. see his expression change. Yeah. yeah. And my wife and I had two different takes on this, and I'm oh, curious okay. what yours was. My wife's take, and actually, as we've been talking about it, I think she might be more right than I am. My wife's take was, he is realizing, the father is realizing that his son is being sucked right back in to this Hmm. world. And it's an expression (laughs) of, I can't protect you. Hmm. I can't help you. Um, And sort of like, a revelation of, you know, I'm, I'm going to be limited in my capacity as a parent. <laughs> my initial take was, it was an expression of awe. Like I am seeing the true raw talents of my son, maybe for the first time. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the greatness that he has and, and seeing that, but I'm, I really was curious if you had a read on that. Cause I'm not sure which is right. Yeah, actually, now I'm also rethinking it because I, <laughs> I, I, I took, um, I think it was Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Jim. Um, yep. Jim's react, Jim's reaction to like, yeah, like, ah, uh, I see it now, you know, all mm-hmm. that work that my son has sacrificed right. is now being realized as, mm-hmm. as this incredible drummer. But I can totally now see it from that other perspective. It's yeah. it's like I've you know I don't have I I can't protect him anymore. You know that's he yeah. he's done he's done what he he's can and now he's chosen this path. Right. Um, and part so. of why I've sort of come around to more of that perspective, you know, that you know my my wife's initial reaction was. I I, <laughs> I will admit to you, I have rewatched the last scene of this movie probably like seven times. <laughs> uh, so I've watched that uh, quite a few okay. times. Okay. But I do feel like the expression on his face changes not just to awe, but almost despair. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of think she's right in her initial take on it. Um, and you, you see how much he wants to, you know, maintain his connection with his kid and, yeah. you know, sing, single father and all that kind of stuff and protect him and be there for him. And, and it does feel like a, I think I'm more on the, on the, on the side of, you know, he has now chosen and, and it kind of goes back into like, he has chosen to re-enter this relationship, you know, with this person. Um, right. And, you know, maybe on his own terms, but eh, probably not. I mean, I don't think that's or how it works. We could all be wrong. And actually, he was watching <laughs> the bass player and just being amazed. That's what, <laughs> that's what that scene was about. <laughs> or maybe there was a screen in the background that was the baseball game. And, <laughs> and the or maybe, just yeah, or it was it. like, he was just thinking, did I leave the oven on? It's like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So. He's, just, he's like 
he's I think we're reading too much that. into it. It was he wasn't even thinking, thinking about the music. He's thinking about that time in middle school when uh, you know he, he got made fun of for like wearing the wrong kind of shoes. It's like oh, that still stays with me. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't get that from like the buildup, but that was that was like that almost was my key scene. Was that part? Of, <laughs> exactly. It tells you so much about Jim and his motivations. That's right. Um, of of what <laughs> of, of really, it's about him and maybe he, being a failed writer. <laughs> maybe. Oh, this is going to go in a bad direction. <laughs> I was going to take it as, you know, he, he got to the theater. He really wanted to be there for his son. But he did have a 24-ounce Big Gulp soda on the way. But couldn't make the time to go to the bathroom. And then when his son got embarrassed on stage, he had to get up and run to help him. So he still hasn't been able to go to the bathroom. And then in that moment... So. It just all came out. <laughs> and he realizes he's going to have to walk out of the auditorium with uh, very embarrassed. Oh, man. I don't know if we should keep that in. That's pretty gross. <laughs> hey, that's on you. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was I fine with going in the whole subplot of, you know, his wife leaving him because he's a failed writer and that's how right. that, you know, destroyed I think he just his peed, life. peed his pants. <laughs> <laughs> like a a sports situation or a band mm-hmm. where you know i was just like yeah like felt i was um you know really mentored to be great or anything like that but there there um there there is something in my life that i work harder on than any harder on, but let me rephrase that <laughs> there's something that i'm i i I pay more attention to and perfect more than anything else. And mm. <laughs> it's going to sound strange, um, but um, it's, it's, it's preaching and it's giving a sermon. Mm. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, for various reasons, I, I think, think those, those times um, are, are pretty important. And that's, that has always been, it's always been important to me. Yeah. Um, so when I went to seminary, believe it or not, they actually teach preaching. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a field of study called homiletic, homiletics, and it's a very mm. serious study. And mm-hmm. and the school I went to actually was considered the best in the country, mm-hmm. if not mm-hmm. the world, at teaching that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I was very conscious of that fact, and that's one of the sure. reasons that I wanted to get into that school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember one of my classes, 
that um, you know the your your professors in this craft you know are people like really good at it right or else you <laughs> they wouldn't be there and you wouldn't want to listen to them and I remember uh, one of my professors just really you know was brutal to some of the students mm. I I thought it's like mm -hmm. wow that was so unfair and that mm -hmm. and that what I would hear after I would do mine was was essentially good job you know and, and, <laughs> yeah. I, and i thought oh cool he thought it, he thought i did a good job right but in years <laughs> in the years since then i realized like you know what he was he leaned into those people because he really was working to get them to become mm -hmm. better mm -hmm. um i was given a, the same amount of time as any mediocrity <laughs> <laughs> is, is how I viewed it, you know? Yeah. It's like I wasn't even worth the time, you know, mm. to, to, to get better. And I have often wondered if that's if that was true, if, if, right. if these particular students um, were actually good at what they did, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. I thought they were, um, mm -hmm. and that they were being pushed, you know, to, to, because he saw potential greatness in them. Right. Um, you know, and I, I've 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 worked hard and got um, better over the over the years of doing this mm -hmm. um, by emulating and, and learning from you know people I thought were good at it. But I but I was never like yeah. I, I at least during my studies in those formative years where you're learning you're learning mm -hmm. how to do it. Um, you know, I wasn't one of the students who was singled out. <laughs> <laughs> as, right. as, as as winning any awards and and um, you know I did I, I I must admit though I I I did a good job and that mm -hmm. probably was accurate. Um, hmm. But anyway, that 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 is the only that's the only time, and that's the only like real life example I could think because of something that I um, that I yeah. do spend a lot of time on that craft. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, to, to, to my knuckles bleed and I have to <laughs> uh, ice them and tape them up. So oh, anyway, interesting. I mean, that's gotta be so like, do, do you feel like that question stays with you? Like, and did it, you know, was the teacher just giving me the time of day? Cause he didn't feel like I was worth the abuse that he was directing at other students and and did that come up as a part of this movie or has it always been a question that you've had no it, it's 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 there there was a point and i think i was talking i was talking to a, a, a classmate years later mm -hmm. and he brought that up like mm. did, he was like did you ever notice like professor such and such you know it's just you know especially harsh you know, he's like, he was like, I think he said something. He's like, yeah, I mean, he he really wanted them to be, you know, the best. And then, and then I kind of realized, like, huh, <laughs> like crap. That that means all those like pat, pat, pats on the back were just like, <laughs> yes, job. you you'll pass my class, and that's right. all, all you'll ever, oh man, you'll, you'll ever do. Now, um, 
it, part of me that hurt my feelings. Yeah, <laughs> but, sure. but another, but another part was like, well, I don't really care. Uh, right, right. Because because that 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 professor didn't mean a whole lot to me personally. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. So that yeah, yeah, so yeah. that so that's why it was like. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was more just a realization. Like I never thought that would be a technique right. to bring out better. But I do think it's true. I mean, I, I mm. do believe that was I, I, <laughs> I, I don't really doubt that that was the scenario that happened. Um, right, right. Um, you know, I, I <laughs> don't, I don't consciously think that is that has driven me in any way whatsoever. Sure. Um, but it, it, it did. <laughs> it gave me more insight into that into that professor than it yeah. did into myself. So right. in that in that way, but. That's that's that that was that was a weird thing that that yeah it triggered the movie triggered that process of thinking like you know what I don't really I can't really relate to that that situation but I guess there mm-hmm. is a part of me that sees mm. like mm-hmm. um, yeah I guess you know I guess if we all look hard enough there probably yeah. is something whether it's from our parents or from mm-hmm. maybe a class that we had or or just you know just any kind of any kind yeah. of relationship that's not. <laughs> it's not it's not an even relationship there's there's right, one right. there's one who has the power and there's one that power doesn't. dynamics yeah. yeah exactly yeah hmm. so after <laughs> after both both of us experiencing this movie for the first time <laughs> um so what do you think did whiplash save the world uh, this is one I'm torn on. I, I think <laughs> I think it's a great movie, worth watching. It's a hard watch, depending on you know how mm-hmm. sensitive you might be to some of this uh, this abusive relationship. And you know, this might be the first one where I come down and say, "Well, okay, sorry, I'm kind of thinking on the fly here. I am going to come down on the side of yes, and 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 here are my reasons for it." Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is a realistic and complicated portrayal of the psyche of people who are, you know, on Andrew's case in the pursuit of greatness and in Fletcher's case, the sort of narcissistic, abusive uh, personality that he has. I think it doesn't leave us feeling satisfied. It doesn't leave us feeling resolved it doesn't feel leave us feeling like this is better. Right. Um, but I think that's why I'm coming down on the side of yes, because I think that is a more realistic place to leave this story than, you know, everything just, oh, it just, you know, miraculously gets better. No, it takes, you know, I, I don't have a lot of firsthand experience with, with these kinds of relationships, but, you know, I know a little bit about it. And it takes a lot of work to understand, you know, the dynamics involved, you know, your own triggers, you know, where you may be susceptible, um, and, you know, even where each of us may have our own, you know, be it self-worth or, you know, uh, our own factors that, you know, allow us to stay in these sorts of, you know, um, uh, this sort of dynamic, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and that can't be tied up in a quite quick, you know, ninety-minute Hollywood story. <laughs> so, you know, I think I, my hope is that people who watch this would see the 
the misguided and narcissistic personality of the teacher and not take away the message at the end that he was right all along. Right. Um, but rather see it as, you know, two people who have their own issues that come together and then come <laughs> apart and then come back together. And like just the, you know, just realizing how complicated that kind of a situation is. And, you know, and, and maybe that leaves folks with a little bit more um, understanding for people who may be in a relationship like that, you know, yeah. um, be it in a workplace or romantically or, you know, whatever it is. Um, there's lots of different ways for this to mm-hmm. you know, manifest itself. And I think, I think it is very easy for people on the outside to look and say things like, well, why don't you just leave? Right. Right. Um, and it's never as simple as that. And, and I think, you know, the place that this movie leaves us is, I guess that's where I'm going to make my peace with this movie is that <laughs> it's an illustration of, it's not that simple, <laughs> unfortunately. So that's my answer. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, I agree. That's it. No, (laughs) Um, it's, I want to say first that I really liked this movie. Um, I did too. I, I, and I would go to the extent I actually enjoyed it. Um, (laughs) I I really did, even though it maybe Mm -hmm. it's just purely, you know, this masochistic sort of, Mm. um, but I thought it was so well done. So well acted. Mm -hmm. The pacing was great. Um, yeah, totally. I, I, I was, I never felt like, oh, this is just dragging. You know, it seemed right. like every every scene had a purpose in pushing yep. the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, so that alone, but did it? Did that? You know, that's not enough to save the world. Because um, at first, I thought, man, it does have kind of this almost dark ending. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, does this justify? Does the end justify the means? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think because of that whole other narrative about you know how how do the how do these uh, you know who what person in their right mind would be in an abusive relationship right mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but then this movie plays out in a plausible way mm-hmm. um that yes it can happen and it can and yeah. and, and, and 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 smart people get caught in these these things and it's not yeah. simple and I think that does that that it it does it um what I like about it is that yeah you can come away from this movie and it can have fruitful discussions about just the nature of relationships and you know what is it what is a healthy relationship and and at what yeah. point does it at what point does it become toxic and it's not right you know mm-hmm. um and it does show you too it's like how as human beings we so desperately want to be accepted by other people accepted and approval and yeah that 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 we will go to to places that are unhealthy in order to Mm -hmm. find that um and and that i think that's just part of the human condition um Mm -hmm. and it, it drives so much of of culture and things like that um so yeah i I think for that reason it's 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 worth seeing um you know Mm -hmm. maybe not everyone would watch it (laughs) again and i I can understand why Mm -hmm. um but i i really enjoyed this movie and um so i i I do feel like it, it it did accomplish the goal of saving the world would you rather 
Um, and, and the setup for this Would You Rather is you have already made the choice that you are going to devote your whole life to this. So you're not, you're not deciding whether you want to or not. So you, to, <laughs> you, to drumming? You, gonna, no, it's, it's okay. going to be, it's two things. Drumming is no. Well, it will be revealed to, to me. Yes, it will be revealed. This, this is, this is personally for you. You're just, you're just <laughs> establishing that I can't wiggle out of what you're about to put in front of me. I've already made the decision. All right, I got so, it. So, you. yes, you've, you've, al- you've already decided that, yes, I'm going to waste my whole life to become the best at something. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Shit. Would you rather, you know, uh-huh. die at 34, penniless and heroin oh, addict, being, being remembered as a one of the greatest musicians yeah or one of the greatest songwriters oh jesus so i die at 34 <laughs> penniless and and or whatever either yeah. way yes either way but you're going to be known for one of those two things which which do you want your legacy to be why do you keep trying to kill me off chris <laughs> yeah that's seriously well no i mean it's just naturally that you will die that's the you know you that's just that's built into okay. it. You're not, All right. you're not choosing whether to die or not. You just yeah, will. yeah. All right. So, greatest musician or greatest or one of the great musicians or one of the great songwriters. Um, yeah, as your legacy, Glenn Cooper. Yeah. Um. Well, if I'm one of the great musicians, um. Yeah. I. I'm gonna go with songwriter for the following reasons. Yes. Okay. That's yeah. Uh, there's a couple of reasons. There are so many. Well, okay. Sorry. One of the premises was known. Right. People would talk about me. Yes. Okay. All right. So th- then m- part of my argument makes no sense. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> what I was gonna say is like there are so many great musicians out there that no one's ever heard of. Um, yeah, no, this this is that not, you would be like, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. I don't know. The, the, I can think of bass players that, you know, yeah. weren't great songwriters, but I'll they're t- like, <laughs> you know. I'll tell you why I'm going with songwriter. Um, uh, first of all, um, assuming I have any children or family or anything like that i think the royalties that come from my my catalog of songs i have written is gonna pay out better than you know the sessions no, that you, I did you died alone John that was the, that was the whole point oh you're, i died alone you, you died all right and alone okay. you're oh man you're... i keep not understanding i'm still going with songwriter though um i just i think <laughs> I think there is something really beautiful about, you know, folks who can, you know, kind of construct a, a song. I, I have so much respect for both musicians and songwriters. Yeah, I know you um, do. And I think they each take sort of different, um, you know, they both require practice, but different kinds of practice. Um, and, and those who are among the greats. Um, I remember hearing Ira Glass once talking about, you know, what, what makes someone a great writer, yeah. um, you know, and his answer was, you just keep doing it, right? And you just do it over and over and over hmm. again, and mm-hmm. it's going to suck for, like, probably the first, you know, five or ten years of your career, but then you'll get good at it, you know, and, 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 and that's what, what makes someone great. So, 
And I think that's true for, you know, the, the effort and work people, you know, musicians have to put in as well as songwriters. But, um, yeah, I don't know if I have a great answer for this one other than I just, I, I think I would rather be known as a great songwriter than a great musician. So, yeah, that's my answer. That's, that's I actually did. I, I, I kind of thought you would answer it that way. So it wasn't like a great would you rather where it's like a real conundrum. <laughs> I was actually, actually, I was more interested in your, like, why you wanted to be, why, why you wanted to be a great songwriter. <laughs> well, I have completely failed you in answering that question because I bailed on that entirely. I was like, I, yeah, I don't know. Just want to do this. So we've just experienced whiplash and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes I've noticed we kind of carry along themes of movies that we've done, Mm -hmm. you know, just before. And then sometimes we're like, okay, we're just going to go in a complete left turn. So I'm interested, Glenn, in your choice of what is the next movie? Well, we're doing Whiplash 2. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Electric Boogaloo. That's right. Uh, Yeah, uh, kind of a change, not a huge change uh, out of the music uh, area, but it will be our first uh, Christopher Nolan uh, movie um, for the podcast, uh, which I am looking forward to. Yeah, Um, I guess you're right. The theme I have chosen is best non-linear storytelling, which will probably give you a hint of what it is. We are doing the 2000 movie Memento. Oh, okay. That was actually the first Chris Nolan movie I saw. Oh, me too. And I'll tell that. (laughs) That's a good story to share when we get to it. All (laughs) right. This is, this, this is, this is cool because this is a movie I have not seen for a long time. Ah, excellent. Um, and I've really never spent time analyzing it as compared to other confusing Chris Nolan movies. <laughs> exactly. Chris Nolan, the one director whose prime directive is to confuse the audience. <laughs> he just shamaloned us again. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I also haven't seen it in quite a while. I'm looking forward to rewatching yeah, it. Yeah, this will, um, okay, this will be cool. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah, it's 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 like I said. This is it has been decades, maybe since I've seen it. So <laughs> perfect, excellent. Well, I, we'll see I, if it holds up. I remember nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, neither does he. That's why he's got the tattoos. <laughs> oh, all right. Now it makes. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> That's what that was about. <laughs> All right. Well, not to preempt our next week's conversation, folks. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, This was a wonderful movie, Chris. Thank you for bringing it to the show. I I really loved watching it and talking about it. Yeah. I I couldn't wait to do this. A very memorable movie. So, all right. Well, join us next week when we talk about the 2000 movie, 2000 Chris Nolan movie, uh, Memento. Memento.